0: Howdy, y'all, and welcome to the What You Got Podcast, where we talk topics A to Z and everything in between. I am Jordan Palmer, joined as always by Mr. Charlie Bud. And today we're talking the Green Knight. That's right, people. The mythical story of Gawain, the Knight of Camelot, who finds himself ensnared in a strange game with the enigmatic Green Knight. And so I think, actually, Bud, we both watched this yesterday. A lot of thoughts while it's still fresh in the mind. Oh man, let's uh, let's start unpacking. Uh, what you got?
1: Well, Palmer, uh, I'm just going to quickly correct you. It's Gowen. Come on now. it's no, G- Gowen? It's Gowen.
0: See, let's talk about that for a second <laughs> because I thought it was Gowen. I was like, Gawain is another knight. Mm-hmm. I read the Wikipedia synopsis to make sure I was okay, <laughs> and I guess Wikipedia let me down. They're not getting Freaking, that two-cent donation. I'm pretty
1: sure they even say Gowan in the movie, no? Do they they
0: said it multiple times, and, you know, I guess I just didn't, didn't, you know, yeah here we are
1: today <laughs> it's a tough one trust me i said going to until Brown's like it's going <laughs> oh. <laughs> so
0: at the end of the day uh, was right. yeah <laughs> oh but
1: my. anyways but uh quick thoughts all right I mean, i'm super curious what you thought about this movie because yeah, dude, in my I opinion i thought it was a little strange i mean i thought yeah. it was a weird movie Ooh, but nice. i wasn't that i mean okay personally and i'm curious to know how familiar you were with uh gowan in the green knight before watching the movie because hmm. personally i had no idea i had i didn't really know a lot about the story at all or the poem um i read about it afterwards because i was like what the heck did i just like watch i was confused a little bit um so i had to like read about the poem and then you know then the thing started to click a little bit but okay. even still uh i still think the movie takes a very interesting approach to the story and I still find it a little strange regardless of kind of knowing the poem. And I'm just going to preface real quick that there will be spoilers, people. I'm glad spoilers. you did that, because I was going to do that. Yeah, spoilers. <laughs> if you haven't seen The Green Knight, go watch it. If you don't care and you just want to listen to our thoughts about The Green Knight, then please continue listening. But Palmer, <laughs> I'm going to, you know, what were your thoughts? Did you know a lot about Gowan and The Green Knight before you went and saw the movie?
0: So I think we probably had the same uh, understanding of Gowen Mm -hmm. and the Green. I knew nothing going into it. I thought it was Gawain. I'm not (laughs) going to lie. See, I should have remembered that, but Mm -hmm. I didn't pay attention. And um, so I had no idea what was going to happen there. And I was curious, too, because A24 was the art house that kind of went through and made this. And that's not really in their wheelhouse, at least when it comes to mythical quests. They're more along Mm -hmm. the lines of just a simple coming of age story. So I was really curious to see what their take on this would be. And I saw the art house genre worked in there. I was like yourself, not confused, but it was, it kept me off balance. Mm -hmm. And I find that refreshing, but at the same time, I'm someone who likes hard answers. So I'm so excited to hear as we continue to have this conversation where you think it ended, but overall I enjoyed it. I still need a little closure and I'm hoping that you can maybe give it to me because it sounds like you did a little bit of background research after it was all said and
1: done. Yeah, so I looked up, like, the poem. So there was a couple of things that, like, but there was, like, the poem doesn't explain, like, everything that kind of happens within the movie, for example, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Like, here's, like, a big thing. And we're already getting into spoiler territory, people. So, (laughs) um, essentially, you know, uh, Joel Edgerton's character, the Lord... He in the poem is actually revealed to be the Green Knight.
0: Oh. Mm -hmm.
1: So that is what I learned when I, you know, read about the poem. But the movie doesn't really uh, tell you that, explicitly at least. It might hint to it a little bit, you know? Um, And I'm curious what your thoughts are there. Like, knowing that, are you seeing anything like from the movie like that? kind of is ringing a bell that like he might have a connection uh to the green knight
0: dude see the whole time and let's talk about that a little bit because mm-hmm. i was a little confused initially beginning of the, the story the sequence in which gawain's mom who mm-hmm. i believe is morgan lefay was performing that whole ceremony
1: yes I, I, the, like i do actually think she is supposed to be Morgan LaFay. Okay. Um, so continue.
0: <laughs> Perfect. One for one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so that was cool. But then I wasn't sure if she was the entity that brought forth the Green Knight. It and...
1: definitely like alludes to that, right? Okay. Like I don't know if there's like a concrete answer as if she is the one who does, but mm-hmm. the film at least makes it seem like she kind of brings forth Uh, you know, the Green Knight, but I'm not really sure what the significance of that is. Like, do you have any insight there? Like,
0: I was gonna ask you that. For Mm. me, I honestly, knowing some of the backstory of Camelot, I think Morgan Le Fay is low key trying to bring down King Arthur, and Mm -hmm. so in some ways, I thought that was used as a ploy in order to get Arthur to volunteer to fight the Green Knight and then to dethrone him. But it was interesting because it tied into that sequence in which Arthur calls up Gawain and asks him to recount a tale of himself, and he has no tale to tell. Yeah. And so I thought that was a good way of tying mm-hmm. it back in. But knowing, sorry, going back to your point, that it was the Lord who was the Green Knight, mm-hmm. I was going to ask you what you thought that significance of that sequence was because, not that it didn't add to the story, but I thought it was Interesting in that they included it, but it didn't necessarily drive the plot. But with that as the backdrop, I do see some interesting storytelling in that regard because it's kind of this game of give and take, mm-hmm. which you'll all find out if you haven't seen the film that the Lord says anything that Gawain gets there, he should give back to the Lord. Yeah. And so, similarly, the Green Knights first the game starts and he says any blow i take now i'll give back Mm -hmm. to the man who gave it to me a year later on christmas and so knowing that see now that kind of makes a little bit more sense
1: yeah that's where when i was reading the poem like oh that kind of makes sense now that that proposition that the lord had to gallon when he was staying at their manor uh like why kind of it, it more alludes to the fact that he might be the green knight in like human form um, because here's a couple of things. So, the point of that sequence to me is that, like, yes, I think it's supposed to hint more towards the Lord's true identity. And while the movie kind of subverts, uh, you know, the expectation that it's not going to just tell you out right explicitly that he is the Green Knight, it just alludes to the fact that he might be because he's playing the exact same game with Gowan as he did at the beginning of the movie, or that the Green Knight did with Gowan at the beginning of the movie. Um, but. I think it's interesting because there was also that moment where Alicia Vikander, again, is like, you know, reappearing in a couple of moments in this movie, yep. uh, you know, tries to seduce Gowan pretty much the entire time, um, you know, finally does, gives him a sash and stuff. And I, I, I wonder, though, like, so he basically climaxes. Um, with her and like Alicia Vikander's character says, "Uh, um, you are no knight." But I, I, you know, I when I first watched the movie, um, my first impression of that is because not because that he, you know, you know, had a orgasm, um, but uh, (laughs) to put that cleanly, um. (laughs) uh, it wasn't that, but it was the fact that they took the sash at all, um, mm. because to me the sash represented cowardice for Gowan, right? Mm-hmm. It was a a sash that his mother originally gave him, right, to kind of protect yep. him, uh, so he can basically find like glory and honor. Because what when we in the poem Gowan is already kind of a knight, if I recall, right? Yeah. But in the movie he's not like he's he's a novice, somebody who's like you know kind of becoming a man in a way like a coming of age story if you will Mm -hmm. and like that's kind of the take that the movie presents itself as and it kind of the poem doesn't really go into a lot of the journeys kind of implied but the movie makes it a focal point where like that that's like the entire movie right is like his journey to the um to the green chapel and along the way you hear him talk over and over again, like, you know, honor something that he seeks, especially when he's at with the manor and stuff. And like the green sash is like important to him because he knows that he's going to get his head cut off, uh, but without it. Right. Like, it's the only thing that like, he's a, he's afraid, but he also wants to be someone who's seen as brave. And so like when he takes the sash from Alicia Vikander's character, uh it's not like i when she says you know you are no knight it's not because he just orgasmed it's because he took the sash from her Mm. but what are your thoughts about that whole ramble like
0: no no that uh, was good that was good and honestly when she said that i thought it was more along the lines of her addressing the fact that he knew and he even said it when she was Trying to seduce him, mm-hmm. that he knew it was wrong, and yet he still ended up going for it because, and what you'll find out is the green sash is supposed to, as long as he's wearing it, he cannot be killed. Yeah. So um, it represents basically invulnerability, especially in thinking about this challenge that, or this game that he's playing with the Green Knight, because in the beginning the Green Knight says that whatever injury he is he receives, he will do to the man who gives it to him, and so Gawain cut off his head. <laughs> so now gowan has got to get that back. And so as I think you alluded to there, bud, it represents just this cowardice in that if he's wearing it, he's good no matter what. Mm-hmm. And he wants to survive and he wants honor. So he's going to wear it. And so I think it's kind of, so my thoughts are a mix of yours. And then just um, also the notion that he recognizes it's wrong because he lost it rightfully, I think in some part. Mm-hmm. And then he, he can now just, get it back easily but he has to cross a certain line which knights aren't supposed to cross Mm -hmm. and yet
1: oh that's an yeah he
0: goes and does it Mm -hmm. so he's just kind of revealing himself but i am actually curious just before we get too far beyond the game what did you think of that like the significance of the knight coming and saying that and then nobody volunteering to plate
1: um hmm the significance i mean i don't know i i've 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 gone over this a lot like I'm not really sure like what the significance of the of the story is. I don't know if it's like you know the game to me is I don't know it it's kind of like hard to like describe like what exactly that the point like what is the moral of the story right. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think the moral I mean from the movie I can tell you that like it's. It, you know, it's about true bravery rather than the fables or the the honor that might come with such great deeds that people don't, you know, necessarily. Like for me, gowan is a character in this movie who is striving to have stories told by him rather than striving to do things where stories can be told. Um, so like, which is why that whole cowardice thing with the sash kind of comes back into like circle. And, um, I'm not too familiar with the poem. So like, like the differences between the poem and the movie, like, I'm not well versed enough to say like the poem kind of has a different message, but for me, I think the game represents like true honor, like, Mm. um, and keeping your promise, keeping your word and rather than looking for fame. Mm. But what, what are your thoughts? Like...
0: I'm I'm impressed by that response mm-hmm. there, bud, and I'd like to uh, echo a little bit of it. I think, as you said, it comes down to honor and mm-hmm. you know, saying things and acting on them. It was interesting because, I guess, as far as Gawain was concerned, he was going to kill this guy and never have to reap what he sowed, mm-hmm. but then cuts off his head. And the body just comes and picks it up and says, All right, I'll see you in a year, and starts laughing and riding off. Yeah. And that's when you say, Oh boy, you really, you really went and did it. And I love the whole sequences of <laughs> the puppet shows that are just shown around the land in which yeah. Gawain cuts off his head. And then mm-hmm. they have the, the switches. And so the, the Green Knight comes and cuts off Gawain's head. Mm-hmm. And it's just this this whole year of knowing it's coming and trying to ride out that fame that he's getting because he took on the challenge, but knowing that at the end of the day, music's going to stop and he's not going to have a chair. Mm -hmm.
1: And like, you can even kind of see that like it, it affected him a lot. Like there are moments where like, you know, he's just drinking the pub and like people come up to him and they think he's like super famous. And he's just like, you got the wrong guy. You know? Yeah. Like you can see that what he sought was not exactly all he wanted and like he got the name he got the fame like the recognition that he wanted but like all for the wrong reasons in a way Mm -hmm. um and like knowing kind of like that lingering dread over him that like within a year from now he's gonna have to face it you know some real hard truths um but you know going back towards the the whole manner like why do you think alicia vicander's character kind of reappears again
0: bro I was good, Bro, bro. Because it wasn't even the same character. It was a completely different mm-hmm. person. Yeah. And they never addressed why she looked exactly like the other one. Mm-hmm. And I was so confused initially because I said, "This how did she grow her hair so fast? Yeah. But then I said, oh, wait, it's, it's somebody completely different. Um, So the significance of her, honestly, I've been trying to... I've been thinking about... This has messed with my head a little bit over the last 24 hours. And I think it goes to show you kind of the essence of something you truly desire, mm. something within reach and it's heightened a little bit, but then it's it's not the right time and it also wouldn't help you in this angle. So it really was the diversion of Gawain's path. He could go this way and do the dishonorable thing and take the sash and then be good and have this woman, or he could keep it on the clean and straight Abstain from those activities, Mm -hmm. and then just go and face the Green Knight and you know take it like a like a man. But um, you know he kind of did an interesting mix of the two, and so I think it goes to show the human element of Gawain's character in that he didn't do it the wrong way, but Mm -hmm. he also didn't do it the right way. Yeah, and so it's just he kind of sets himself up a little bit for. Some of the misfortune that befalls him. What were your thoughts there?
1: So the reason I think that, like, it's Alicia Vikander again, at least, is, um, you know, how there was like that, like, blind woman, um, bro, like, reminded
0: me of Mad Max Fury Road when the guy gets blinded. And he's like, "I'm the scales of justice, <laughs> blind." <laughs> <laughs> oh man, sorry for what we're saying? Oh,
1: oh no, you're good. Um, is that supposed to be Morgan Le Fay?
0: i didn't even think about that
1: i'm just curious like i'm wondering like is, is that not his mother just in a bl- in a blindfold or was i just like
0: <laughs> so it's not the same actress oh it's not <laughs> the same okay her. never mind no, no no no
1: maybe it's not more okay then
0: but she did have that whole sequence where she puts the thing over her eyes which was interesting that is and the fact that the sash reappears mm-hmm. and the woman's there yeah does now have me considering, but it's not it the same. Act. I thought it was the
1: same actress,
0: but no, it
1: wasn't. Um, but anyway, it's going back to Alicia Vikander because my theory was that maybe, uh, because we've already talked about how Joel Edgerton's character, the Lord, um, mm-hmm. it could is is at least in the poem identified as the Green Knight in human form, uh, but as in the movie, it's kind of more ambiguous, a little vague, mm-hmm. and maybe alludes to the fact that it might be the Green Knight. Um it's interesting to me that because I thought the blindfold woman might have been like Morgan LeFay, and that it's kind of like a test in a sense. It's its own game, as we already know. Like it is quite literally another game that whatever you get, and that like the Green Knight and whoever the blindfold woman is, or at least the Lord in this sense, is kind of creating or conjuring up these images of these characters, and one is supposed to be a representative of like Essel. But, like, because it is, like, Mm -hmm. his love, in a way, um, you know, and Alicia Vikander's character is, like, almost tempting uh, uh, Gowen into seducing her. And it is, like, as you mentioned earlier, and I like that point of yours, that, like, as a knight, he's not really supposed to give in to that temptation. And then, like, he kind of does and also takes the stash, and I think it's kind of like a double, like, doubling down on, like, he crossed the line to you know, save himself almost Mm. in a way. Um, and lights are not really supposed to do that. And he was supposed to kind of resist that temptation to, um, be with like basically someone who looks exactly like, you know, the woman that you love in the beginning of the movie and also has the sash that will protect you. So you can go back and see her. So, um, I think that was kind of like another game played by the green knight or someone, Mm -hmm. Another test for Gowan's character.
0: I like that. I like that theory there. Mm -hmm. What do you think, if you think there was a significance, while Gowen was walking along, he comes across a battlefield strewn with dead bodies and encounters a young lad who's just giving out directions and hoping for a kindness. And when he is given that kindness and Gowen follows his directions... He's then taken to a trap and ambushed by this this boy and two of his friends. What did you what were what were your thoughts just on that whole sequence?
1: Um I'm not really sure what that was. Like, I wonder if that was supposed to show Gowan's character as like someone who is fearful of their own life. Mm. Um because like in that moment, like he's like, Oh, I'm not a knight, you know, I'm just a traveler going, you know, on my way. He doesn't really give him like the full truth that he's like going on like this quest to fulfill like some journey and to be kind of, you know, become like an onerous man or whatever that he wanted, like whatever it is um to be a knight, to become a knight. But like he instead he's like, I'm just a traveler, you know, I'm just, you know, walking through, passing through. I don't really have anything like please don't hurt me like kind of those were the vibes I was getting. So I like I wonder if that was just more to kind of show how like who Gowen was as a character. Mm-hmm. um i don't really know if there's like another significance with those three in the woods though i mean it's odd to me that like the axe disappears runs <laughs> off with that one guy and then it, like ends up in that house which i really want to talk about by the Dude, way same, um same. and like but it's just so bizarre to me um how like <laughs> basically Uh, with that whole like sequence there was even that scene where gowan's like laying down on the ground and like the camera kind of like circles around and like we see his like corpse and stuff and then it circles around again then he's like completely like alive and normal but um we can get into that in a second but what were your thoughts about that whole sequence
0: oh man well i got some like what ramsey bolton vibes from the the kid Uh, yeah i was like oh this dude is just wild Mm -hmm. seems rather sadistic but i think what he was meant to do was show Gawain's helplessness mm. in that a knight would either fight or he'd take the L, but Gawain just punked up through and through. Said he wasn't a knight, as you said. He just mm. you know was trying to get out of it, gave money and everything, and then but again, not the at first.
1: Was, Maybe that's a key point. He didn't mm. at first. Like the kid offered his help, and Gawain just said thank you, and then just like walked off, and the kid got annoyed, angered. Yeah. And then like offered him money afterwards. Which might be a character that maybe Gowen isn't that knightly after all. And he's really doing this for kind of the wrong reasons. But continue. Yeah. Sorry to No, that interrupt.
0: was no, that was valid point. Valid point. But then it's just look at and not to say that I mean obviously he had a, a bow and arrow pointed at him, but at the same time, he didn't even try to defend himself. He just hmm. ended up getting tied, his horse got stolen, the axe he basically had to defend got stolen. And he was just out just down and out and like you said the, the camera pans around and you see the skeleton and I was convinced as well I guess that's the end of the movie he's dead now but um it wasn't so I just think that's really the point they were trying to hammer out.
1: Yeah. Interesting.
0: Yes, yes. Mm. But
1: you brought up Do you think there's something Oh, sorry, continue. Oh, no, go for it. Go for it. Go for it. Oh, I was like do you think there was like something significant about like showing that his like bones, skeleton or like do you think that like what do you think that shot was meant for? Like clearly it's not like just some you know passing shot or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like it was put in the movie intentionally. Like what what do you think like that was for? What do you think that symbolized?
0: I think it shows that at any time he could have just died and could have not made it to the end mm-hmm. and yet by either destiny or sheer luck he somehow lucked out because if they had literally shot him full of arrows, that would have been it yeah. quest over and of movie, mm-hmm. but they just ran away with this stuff. And he figured out how to get over to a sword and cut his binds and then keep it going. Yeah. So I think it just reinforces once again, that Gawain is not really a, a great knight.
1: <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think that was more to show kind of like an internalization of like what would come if he, just kind of sat there and did nothing and i think Mm. that was uh like the will for him to carry on was kind of like picturing himself just rotting away here and like this is this is it and like he didn't want that um so he you know continued on got himself free and moved on with his journey um so uh but going on to the house, because that's yes. where it leads him next. And the yes. house, to me, was weird. This is not even oh. mentioned in the poem at all. Mm-hmm. So okay, I'm very easy. curious as to like what you think the significance of it
0: was. Well, can we all just take in the fact that... So Gawain encounters a young woman, mm-hmm. and when she first approaches him, she doesn't really walk. She kind of floats. Mm-hmm. And I said, maybe this is the time we... Get out of here. But obviously common sense wasn't used and there was a whole you know following action. But um, no, so I don't really understand. I think it was him, it was showing in contrast to the previous scene, the honorable side of Gawain in that he just got his butt kicked and said he wasn't a whole night and everything. Mm-hmm. But now this spirit or whatever she may be is asking him to help her you know, reach that final resting place. Mm -hmm. And so he dives into these, which I would totally not have done, dives into some murky depths, extracts her skull, returns it to her body, and then he is, I guess, rewarded with his axe. Although he did ask for reward before he hopped in to get her skull. What did you think of that? What do you think that...
1: I I think it just, again, kind of alludes to his character that you know, he's not really knightly mm. in a sense. Like he's still, it's like, because I, I will argue that this movie's got a very like coming of age kind of story for Gowen and that he's not like a knightly person. And then that moment, like, again, it kind of shows that like, I will only do this for like a reward or like a way to, you know, stories could be told about me because he's looking for honor. He's looking for fame. Mm-hmm. That's what he's looking for. And so he's like, you know, what's my reward if I do this for you? And then she's like, why would you ask me that? <laughs> like, yeah, that's not nightly. It. And I think he like, realizes that in that moment that that wasn't very nightly of him to do. Um, which I guess lesson isn't necessarily learned because he kind of repeats it again when he reaches the manor. Um, mm. But, you know, and he dives in there and retrieves the skull. But like... But then, like the character disappears, right? Winifred, yep. I think, was her name. Yes. Um, <clears throat> and, but, and then, like the fox shows up, which I do want to talk about the fox I at do some too. point because I, I feel like I missed what he said at the end. But we can get we can get back to that. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but like, so, anyways, he like climbs out and like he returns the skull to the. And, but then she like tells him like, the Green Knight is someone you know. Is that what she said? Oh,
0: it is what she said. Yeah, so I was like, but he hadn't Wait. met the Lord at that but time. But
1: he hadn't met the Lord at the time. Oh, was it alluding to his mother who summoned
0: the Green Knight?
1: Like, or at least we think.
0: Yes. That's a good point. There are more layers here than mm-hmm. I realized initially. Mm-hmm.
1: I wasn't sure. That was my first thought. I'm like, mm-hmm. is it going to be revealed that like his mother was kind of behind it, trying to build like the story for her son or something? Like I'm I was confused as to What the purpose of that line was, because he hasn't met the Lord yet at this point, Mm -hmm. unless it's alluding, unless it was kind of like a a premonition of that he will meet the Green Knight. Uh, Okay, but but even still, it was. But then, like, it doesn't (laughs) like that doesn't make sense to me. I'm curious Mm -hmm. what you think there, but
0: no, I had completely forgotten about that line actually, and. Don't necessarily understand its significance. Honestly, I thought it was the king, maybe, who might that's be the genet. Fair. Yeah. Although yeah. I was like, I don't know how he would possibly do the I'm here and then I'm over there, but mm-hmm. magic is magic. Um, but yeah, no, so that's why I was completely thrown off. And then when you just told me that it was the Lord,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I don't know. That might maybe they thought that flowed into the other mm-hmm. thing a little bit
1: better. Yeah. Um, I I mean this whole like sequence really confused me a lot like Mm -hmm. really confused me a lot so much so that I had to Google to see if anybody had um, a thought about this and what came back was extremely interesting Um, so going back to the forest scene this is just a theory that I found in like some article that somebody wrote so it is not my theory Okay. Um, it's like a Vox article that talk, like basically it just talks about the movie in general, just kind of like untangling it and stuff. But I was looking mostly for what the heck was the point of this scene, because it's not even mentioned in the poem. And like, then again, none of his journey is mentioned in the poem, but I th- I felt like that this had like a much more significance to it. Um, than, like, the, the encounter in the forest, like, mm. with the... Because the, I thought that was more of an insight oh, to his nice. character. Well, uh-huh. this, I think, well, yes, has an insight to his character, but also, like, there was, like, the whole skull thing, the axe suddenly appears there. I wanted yeah. to know more, and unfortunately, um, the theory didn't really explain why the axe just shows up there. Unless, like, wondering. that was his reward. But I'm not sure um
0: that's it would make sense it would make sense i don't know if she now you got me thinking but now you got me thinking <sighs> would she mm-hmm. give him the reward possibly it would make sense if she was to give him anything mm-hmm. that she'd give the axe and it was interesting too because i wasn't sure if the axe had some Other than being the Green Knight's axe. Mm -hmm. Special significance? Did he give him some power or something? But no, I think it was just an axe. Although things started growing around him. Yeah,
1: which... Like, I was curious about that, Mm -hmm. too. Because I'm like, does it signify that his axe is like the power to, like, grow life? Because there's even that whole speech by Alicia Vikander's character that Green is like everything. Which is probably another reason... That I kind of, like, just now I'm connecting that it's, like, wow, the Lord might be <laughs> the Green Knight. Um, but like, yeah, she has, like, this, like, green is, like, the color of creation life. You know, it's all this stuff. And I was, like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, you're right. And, like, and like the, we've even seen that the axe grows plants around it. But I'm, like, I'm not really sure what the significance of that is. Like, is the Green Knight supposed to be a symbol for nature? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Uh, because there's nothing really, like... Like, you can look at this movie... like I tried to look at it then from an environmentalist lens. Okay. But I didn't really see anything that was, like, against the environment, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Now that I, like, kind of, you know, brought the environmentalist lens, like, what are your thoughts there?
0: Actually, though, I do remember there was that one scene when he started to leave, I guess, Camelot. And they were cutting down all those trees i said man i didn't realize they were quite so prolific with the tree cutting uh back in the day i don't remember
1: that scene
0: oh it was when the kids are following Mm -hmm. behind him and the guy has the goats and he starts hurting and it's just that long shot of dev patel just riding the horse away oh they show just just people cutting down trees.
1: oh yes
0: yes yes okay you remember you remember Mm -hmm. and that was the only thing that made me think of the environment per se Mm mm-hmm so, I might have to do some mulling over here and then just... Uh... Yeah,
1: it's curious because, I mean, like, the Green Knight in the movie is depicted as, like, this wooded creature. Like, somebody who's, yep. like, a tree. So, it's interesting that they're, like, cutting down trees. But, like, he shows up on Christmas, which, by the way, the poem's on New Year's. Oh. Interestingly enough. I'm not sure if that... Wait. Christmas trees? Oh. Oh. Am I reading too much into this? Oh. Am I making ridiculous <laughs> new theory? New theory? New theory? Um, I, am I reading too much into it? Like, am I just thinking about it too much from an environmentalist lens? Is this movie even trying to have an environmentalist message? I'm not. I'm not sure. But it's interesting that he actually chose to um, portray the Green Knight as a tree.
0: Mm-hmm. In the poem, do you know if it was a tree or if it no? Was he's a tree. just
1: described as a green knight with a green horse.
0: Hold up! See, I listened to the Myths and Legends podcast, mm-hmm. and I swear the first episode was on Gawain, and he fought a knight. I don't remember the color of the knight, though.
1: <sighs> maybe they just pronounced it wrong. Who knows?
0: Yeah, maybe you know. Maybe, maybe I'll be right the whole time. <laughs> Guess what? Good job, Julian. Uh, but they said
1: Gawain in the movie.
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe they're just taking some artistic liberties. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was the Gawain. So this is the Gawain. This is the, that was the
1: Gawain. He's Gawain's dumb brother or something. <laughs>
0: Gawain did the whole thing mm-hmm. on New Year's. Yeah, how does it on Christmas? All right, mm-hmm. differences. True. Oh true. man.
1: But yeah, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm reading too much into it. That he looks like a tree. It's Christmas Day, and they're chopping down trees. And <laughs> an axe has the ability to create greenery. I'm not sure. Who's to say? Because it doesn't really show how much greenery the axe can take, unless it's somehow responsible for everything that's in the Green Chapel. But.
0: Hmm. Interesting point, there, Interesting. Mm-hmm.
1: but I didn't really get to explain that theory of like what was happening in the house. So, <clears throat> oh, yeah, bring it down. Basically, the theory basically states is that when Gowan's in the forest tied up and stuff, and like pans to him, and like we see his skull and stuff, some people believe that, uh, or at least this writer in Vox believes that he actually dies there, and then when he dives around down to get the skull because he sees the spirit, whatever. He's basically retrieving the skull to revive himself, and he kind of comes emerging from the water alive again. Whoa. But I don't know if that's necessarily the right theory. Because in my head, if that was true, then we wouldn't see him place the skull back on the body for um uh what's her name? Will, 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 I've already, i already literally already forgot her name, even though Will I just my... mentioned. <laughs> Starts with an M. Like Anyways. i wait. Is it an M? Willifred or something? W- Winifred. 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 Okay. Winifred. <laughs> but, so, like, my issue with that is that, like, I can understand, like, the quest is, like, he's really going down to, like, maybe achieve his own skull. And the theory admittedly doesn't say that he's going down to get his own skull. Rather, he's just going down to retrieve it. And that is how he kind of resurrects himself. Maybe that's his reward, but I don't buy that because I like my axe is the reward <laughs> theory better. Um, so, and also like you know, I still think that he wouldn't see Winifred again if he got resurrected because in a way like he's dead and he's a spirit seeing another spirit, and then if he revives himself, then he wouldn't be able to see the Winifred again. But he still does even after being alive. True. So I wasn't really big on that theory, but I wanted to share it out for I appreciate the people. You for it. Um but it it was still a very uh, odd um kind of thing, but
0: No, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it comes just before the whole Fox yes, trailing fox. Gowan and I was curious because you mentioned it before, but what do you think little fox was out there doing?
1: Well, I mean, at the end of the movie, he kind of tries to stop him from going.
0: Yeah. I so you could talk this entire time. Yeah, cool. and
1: I, I didn't understand for, A, if he was trying to stop him, why does he accompany him the whole journey?
0: You ask a wonderful question.
1: Because he's there from the beginning. We see him, right? When he's riding oh. the horse in the forest before he goes out onto the battlefield and runs into the uh, scavenger. Mm-hmm. Um, we see the fox kind of roaming in the forest. We see him again uh, after he gets out of the the pond lake whatever it is the swamp um and then he starts following him after gowan i think gets out of the swamp gets the axe and starts journeying again and then runs into the giants which also look oh. like a candor which i had absolutely no idea what that was about
0: I was like, are they all women? And I was like, I guess they are all women. The one was carrying the baby. Probably yeah. going to a Alicia Victor. Was that later? supposed
1: to just kind of like signify the world of like Camelot? Like, are you familiar with the world of like, you know, Knights of the Round Table? Like, are there mystical creatures like giants roaming in it? I
0: can't see. I can't see. I know there I think maybe there was a dragon once, but I don't know about giants. That that seems to be lost upon me.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that yeah. that scene. I had I had didn't really know what that was the significance of that was.
0: I still don't know what the significance. And also, of why
1: does the fox have control over what they do?
0: Also, he tries like, can you can I just get a ride on your shoulder? No, you can walk, sir. Mm-hmm. Also, you really want to ride? You don't know if they eat people. Yeah. You don't know what the processes are for determining whether you are friend or foe. So maybe you should just keep your head down and keep it moving. Huh. Hmm.
1: I I don't know. I I couldn't really wrap my like that was the one thing that <laughs> I was like. You know, after reading a little bit more about the movie, that's the one thing I still don't have like too much of an answer to, and it's still something I can't like wrap my head around as to like what the significance of that was okay. and like why the fox like howls and then they howl too. um yeah. you know, if anybody has an idea for what that is, hit us up on Twitter or something on Instagram. You can uh, hit
0: us up at what you got cast what spelled w h a t c h a on Twitter or what you got podcast on Instagram, what just spelled the same way.
1: Yeah. It was, um, it was definitely odd. Yes. Uh,
0: yes, it was. And you know, it's so, it was so odd now there, I guess I had repressed it because I didn't even think to ask about that.
1: Wow. I know. I, 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 I still don't really know what that, that was, but <laughs> kind of going back to the Fox question, okay, yeah. I'm not really sure what he was supposed to represent. So I'm really curious to hear your thoughts on the Fox.
0: Hmm. You know, you poke some holes into what I was th- what I mm. was thinking. Why would he why would he follow him the entire time mm. and tell him to turn back? I also think now knowing about the lord, why would he capture the fox and then give him back? Mm. Unless it was once again another test, maybe they assumed that he built this kind of kinship with this animal and he trusted it and the green knight if it was the lord was giving him a challenge to see Will he just listen to the fox and turn around, or hmm. will he man up and just come and, and see me? Although he did not. Once again, he was asked to give up the sash, and he did not. So. Uh,
1: and he got the fox because of it, or whatever. Not because No, he didn't get the fox because of it, but the Lord was going to give him the fox if he... Uh, right? Because isn't that what he says? Like if you have nothing to give me, I was gonna give you this fox for whatever you gave me, but like mm-hmm. he releases the fox. Ooh! But
0: that is true. I was thinking about when the, they were at the riverbed, and the fox says, "You know, don't don't go." Mm-hmm. And then he says, "I will." And this fox said, "Well, if, it, if it's like that, then you should just give me that sash if it's if it's not that big a deal." But he doesn't, and he just hops in the oh. boat i wonder if the oh, fox
1: i wonder though i wonder if the fox then is supposed to be like the green knight in a way mm-hmm. like i wonder if because the lord gives him the fox and the fox yeah. is like you have to give the sash you can't yep. go like and he doesn't it's like kind of like a final test for gowan i think to so, kind of me. restore an honor with him
0: yep Cause he's think about it. He's messed up so many times before. Maybe that was the last. You can redeem yourself mm-hmm. if you just take off the sash and go to see the Green Knight. Yeah, but he don't
1: mm-hmm. do it. Mm. It's possible. It's definitely possible that that was kind of like the point of that uh, that fox, and like maybe he accompanies him the whole journey to kind of like examine Gowan to see kind of the character that he is. I don't yep. know, but. I am really curious what other people think of, like, the significance of the fox. And, like, if you kind of isolate it towards, like, the end, I I definitely think the fox is supposed to be a test now that you mention it. So, Mm -hmm. um, definitely possible. So, well, we've covered a lot of the movie. So, we're now into the final act of the Green Knight. But it's just, uh, you know, here we go. We're at the Green Chapel
0: now. We are. The Green Knight is ready
1: to take his head. He waits there for a couple days because I guess he shows up early. Um, And now it's Christmas. The Green Knight awakens and he's ready. And then we see Gowan cowering in fear.
0: Traditional
1: Mm -hmm. Gowan. Cowers in fear. (laughs) And before we kind of really learn what happens, which I'm curious what your thoughts about this whole sequence is. He yes. runs away, cowers in fear. We get kind of like a flash forward of like his life in the life he leads as a king, uh, and then eventually he takes the sash off and he dies, which shows that the Green Knight actually cut his head and he was wearing it the whole time to prevent it. Which is like why even like when he's having sex with uh, he wears it, which is why he's when he's getting married and they're undressing each other, he stops her from taking it off because he knew he would just die right then and there. And he finally takes it off at the, towards like the end of this vision or life that he's leading. I don't know. I'm, And then like, we see that his head's cut off and then we get, you know, thrown back to the moment of that decision. So I am curious, what did you think of that? Like, did you know, did you think that was a vision or do you think he
0: actually lived that? I, I've been debating this one. When I first saw it, I said, that's, exactly what i expected him to do he's punked up so many times before he'd punk up again at the finish Mm -hmm. line He go back with his i don't even know if it was his head held high Mm -hmm. i don't know what people thought would happen to him Mm -hmm. or what if he i don't know if he was under the guise of he lied to everybody and said he survived or they knew but somehow he was made king and then he goes on because
1: he's like the nephew of the king
0: Yes, yes, he is. And he I guess he like he's next in prepared. line
1: because the sun is nowhere to be found
0: or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then he goes to war with some people. And also, he can't be with Essel because she's a, a lady of the night. He's the <laughs> king. And um, he just also, I thought that was Winifred when they first unveiled the bride. Oh, really? To, yeah, cause
1: is, it, is it not just Alicia Vikander again? or it's No, not, it's not. Like no, sorry. Okay.
0: <laughs> it's just some um some, some rando but um, i feel like i've seen that
1: actress before but continue
0: maybe maybe mm-hmm. but so then all that goes down and I was like, yeah no that's about the life i expect and i don't know if at the end when you're seeing him sitting on the throne and people are trying to break into the castle if it was some invading foreign army or if it was his own people mm-hmm. but there was that moment he makes the decision he takes off the sash his head comes down and I said that would be an interesting ending I think it had to be maybe just from storytelling purpose like point of, point of view they would have just made it a little bit longer had it been the actual an actual series of events and a life he lived um, but I thought I kind of thought it was a vision and then I kind of hmm. didn't I so said, this is A24 they're going to end on an artsy note <laughs> and then we come back to the moment and you realize he was just I guess visualizing all of that. So I, I'm strongly in the camp of it was just a vision. How about you?
1: I, I agree. I think it's a vision. I think it's like he's kind of envisioning his life if he, you know, kind of falsifies his almost like his deity in a sense. Like you know, he. I think he would become king mostly because not only is he the next in line in this telling of the Green Knight, but Maybe because of, like, the mythos that he kind of stands upon by, like, beating, cheating death, beating death in a way. Mm-hmm. And, um, and maybe that starts wars with people. And maybe, like, he doesn't live the life that he l- wants to live. Like, he sees his son die. He can't be with Ethel, And, like, and interestingly enough, like, he wages, w- and, like, the war that he waged or is, you know, attacked on like he that's how he loses his son and then we see interestingly enough everybody at the end of the movie or end of the movie like end of this vision he is kind of abandoned they like just leave him which i thought was an interesting point mm-hmm. like um it's almost to say like you know it's over for you you're like uh The light, your your mythos is is been shattered. Like your, and I don't know. What did you think about like that in particular? There, like everybody just kind of leaving him, and then he takes the sash off. Like, why do you think he did that in his own vision?
0: Hmm, it's a good question there. But and I think honestly, seeing them all leave Mm -hmm. was just a reflection of the selfishness that he lived his life with. Oh yeah, because he's had so he had so many opportunities just be the better man do the right thing Mm -hmm. but he didn't and so ultimately it was just so that he could survive i was thinking it was a weird sequence with his son when his son was dying because i said he could have just taken the sash off and given it to his son but i think his head would have
1: then fallen off right
0: now that i'm saying that i'm realizing (laughs) (laughs) i'm realizing that but i mean just i think he could have been better he could have done more i was also surprised he let his son go out to battle like that but I think it was just um, kind of a reflection mm. of the life he, he led and just people didn't really respect it. And I have, I have a, a theory, or I okay. had a theory, okay. and sorry to take us super random though, because once again, Alicia Vikander's character was talking about why do you think the Green Knight is the way he is? And I thought what would happen was when Gawain left and he impregnated Essel. And they had a kid. I thought the kid was going to be like the Green Knight. And I thought it was just going to be a reflection of like cowardice. Mm. So that just like lived on as a reflection of like what he did slash did not do. Mm-hmm. But all right, going back to it. Um, okay, what did you think there, bud? What do you think the significance of him finally taking off the sash was and the people? Leaving? Um,
1: you know, I think it... I think it is kind of just a reflection, as you said, of like the selfish life he lived because he kind of built his name, his, his kingdom, in a sense, on kind of a lie uh, in a way. We don't really know kind of what the outcome of the stories are other than like he kind of becomes king. He becomes a knight first and foremost. He becomes a knight and then becomes a king. But we don't really know kind of how the rest of the world perceived him. For his deeds in the story of the Green Knight, um, we have no idea, but I think, I think at the end, when he takes the sash off, he realizes that the life that he lived wasn't fulfilling and that he should have made the decision to remove the sash long ago, the day that he was standing in that chapel. Which is why then he, you know, flashes back and says, I will die for this because now I have learned. From this like vision that he had, and like to, and you know, I'm convinced it's a vision, but like maybe it is truly the life that he led. Who knows? Mm -hmm. Um, That it is now time for me to, you know, kind of, you know, die here. And he takes the sash off, and like you even see the green knight is like, well done, like you did it in a sense, like, and maybe, like it's alluding to the fact that it's the Lord, like. Gowan's finally giving the sash the gift that he received while he was a guest of their house. Um and he's like now
0: off with your head and then like, Yes, you know, that, the uh, final line. Yeah. Laura and I were sitting watching that mm-hmm. and dude, mind blown, just waiting for an end sequence or something to explain, and nothing came. Yeah. Nothing. What were your thoughts on that final haunting line?
1: I think you know, I, I think they, like, want to kind of leave it up to, like, your interpretation. like Because in the poem, I'm pretty sure uh, he finally returns the sash to the Lord. And the Green Knight kind of lets him go. know, mm-hmm. lets him live because he fulfilled a promise. But in the movie, they kind of leave it up in the air. And part of me thinks that he actually did get his head cut off. Because in the vision, we see that even though he runs away before we actually like get to see like the green knight do anything like trying to cut his head off, like, but his head was cut off. So in the sense, I I think that was kind of playing into the fact that like Gowan's head is removed there. And like the point of the story of, at least in this movie, depiction is that like, you know, it is about maintaining your honor, not because you are trying to be like famous, but because honor, because you want to be morally in the right you want to fulfill promises and you made a promise a year ago with the green knight. So. Whoa. Yeah.
0: Powerful. Mm-hmm. Powerful. Okay. Good. Yeah. I see. I'm glad we had this because I was, I was thinking, I knew there were some lessons and layers up in this, but I didn't consider it to the degree that I'm glad we've now gotten the opportunity to. Mm-hmm. So it's good.
1: Mm-hmm. It's good. Yeah. But, okay, so closing thoughts about the movie as a whole. Now that we've kind of gone through the entire film, what Mm -hmm. were your thoughts about the movie just in in
0: general? So I enjoyed it. I do like those movies that, as I said before, kind of keep you off balance. Mm -hmm. And you aren't exactly sure what you're watching or what's going to happen next. And I'm glad that I didn't watch any of the trailers Mm -hmm. or do any background research before going into this film. I just did it all blind. And so I enjoyed it for that reason. There were definitely some strange, strange scenes, kind of like mm-hmm. that house. But um, other than that, I think they did a good job of keeping Gawain's character consistent. And then I thought that end sequence was really good because more or less he was the same person until that. You saw flashes of what he could be. Yeah. But when they had it all laid out, I fully bought into the notion that he could change off of that vision so i think as a film and from the perspective of someone making a film i thought they did that did a great job with that
1: yeah i agree you know i i enjoyed it i really liked it i think it is very layered a lot of like symbolism and metaphors kind of like uh you know kind of on top of each other within this movie i think you need to have a pretty like deep knowledge honestly i would say of the poem uh gowan and the green knight um just because i think there are a lot of references to it if you go in kind of blind i think you'll be a little lost as kind of the significance of certain elements to the story I can't um care. which because you know i went in little blind and i had i was very lost as to like kind of like what each kind of moment was significant of, and I had to really ponder it, but I do love movies that really make you kind of think, Um, um, you know, like things that you want to like learn more about, because I think the best kinds of stories are the ones that aren't necessarily the most clear cut. And like, you have to kind of really think about it, you know, reflect upon what kind of all meant and like what these characters were kind of like going through and like the lessons that you learn from those movies, and I think The Green Knight does a really good job of like doing that because I mean, at the end of the day, like the poem is supposed to try, you know, have a moral of the story. It's a, it's a, it's a folk ter- tale, you know. Um, so, yeah, I enjoyed it. I think uh, David Lowry, I believe, was the director. I think he did a pretty good job. I'm not too familiar with his work, honestly. So, um, I know he did uh, like a Ghost Story or something like that. Um but it's uh yeah. I I I I enjoyed it. I recommend people to go see it if you kind of, you know, like that, you know, fantasy uh, you know, Knights of the Round Table kind of, of story, age. coming of age story in in its own sense. Um but yeah, I think uh that was those those were my thoughts. I thought it was pretty well acted by like Dev Patel oh, for absolutely. sure. Yeah. Um yeah, that was yeah. That be my takeaways there.
0: It was a worthwhile uh, couple of hour, hour and a half, two hours.
1: I would agree. I would yeah. agree.
0: Sure. But yeah. let us know what your thoughts are. Mm-hmm. You can hit us up on Twitter at cast, which is spelled W-H-A-T-C-H-A, or on Instagram at podcast, which is spelled the same way. We asked a whole mm-hmm. bunch of questions, and there's a lot of things left up to just mm-hmm. interpretation. So if you have any thoughts, please hit us up.
1: Yeah, we want to know your thoughts. If you were able to go see The Green Knight, tell us what you thought. We would love to hear from you. We want this to be discussions, you know, when you're trying to create a film, you know, culture here. Um, So, anyways, that's been our show. Uh, Unless Palmer, you have any more thoughts you want to add to it?
0: I hope everybody has a good week. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) There you go. All right.
1: Well, that's our show. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, this is the What You Got podcast, with hosted by Charlie Bud, my, myself, and the wonderful Jordan Palmer. Uh, you, you can listen to our podcast on Spotify plus many other places every Monday evenings. Be sure to follow us on social media, with which Jordan already dropped kindly uh, somewhere in this episode. And. Um, <laughs> <laughs> And, yeah, we'll see you next week. Uh, we'll be on YouTube soon, everybody. So get get look out for that. Um, so, you know, definitely follow us on social media so you know exactly where to find it. And we'll catch you next week. Oh, be sure to drop a follow wherever you're listening to your spot podcasts. Okay, that's it. That's what I wanted to add. All right.